My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to a weird episode. <laughs> In this episode, we are going to be discussing the George A. Romero remake from 2010. We are going about to- the coronavirus. Right. So we're talking about the crazies. But before we do that, so this is not what was planned. So we have had to kind of adjust. We didn't want to have a breakdown in content because we're in quarantine, you're in quarantine, or you're an essential worker, and thank you very much. But we wanted to keep the content rolling because we wanted to have stuff for you to listen to, especially if you're chilling at home or you're still commuting. But we had a hype episode scheduled for this month that is not going up. I think it was Antebellum. No, this was supposed to be Antlers. Antlers. Ah. Oh, I know, man. Killing me, man. I really want to see Antlers. There was a lot that I wanted to see, but there are more important things going on than film, and we'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> so what we did was on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast, our patrons can pick movies for us to review. And we came up with this idea to have them pick some films that we would actually have our Instagram audience vote for. So these are patron picked, but then what we got from them actually went to our general audience to vote for. And this one went up against 28 Days Later and won. So that's why we're talking about The Crazies today, which I had seen a long time ago. Like when I started watching it, it all started coming back to me, man. Like, yeah, it, mine wasn't that much of a floodgate, but there were times when I'd be like, I've seen this scene. I swear to God, I've seen this scene, but I yeah. couldn't remember what happened. Yeah. It's not quite a zombie film, but it is a virus film, which we were not intending on doing yeah. viral movies. That's just kind of what came through on the patrons so shout out but zombie films are just one of those things where people love them and so it wasn't surprising that patrons were like oh zombie films because we we've done some zombie films but it's you know we we've got room for more but it's a little bit different so it's kind of a fun little way to differentiate from like a typical zombie film but it is a virus movie so if that's something you're sensitive to right now Exactly. Warning, but it's not it's not a a respiratory virus. But before I begin, hope you're all doing okay. I know that a lot of us are coming off of lockdowns, but still, you know, be aware and stay safe. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, you and I haven't even talked much on the podcast about how it's going in our lives because we've actually been recording ahead. We've just been making hay while the sun shines type thing. Yeah, well, it's been really difficult, you know, just I guess if we're going to talk about it, it's been, you know, some weeks have been better than others. Some days have been better than others for like me personally. Some days I'm like, oh, this is totally fine. I'm being, I'm fine being, you know, in my house all the time. I'm a homebody. Like I don't like to go anywhere. So I thought, you know, being quarantined would be totally fine. I'm going to be great every day, but it does get difficult when you like to go like two or three places every now and then like the movies, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like to see like a few people and, you know, you obviously being one of them and I haven't seen you in a month, a month, a couple of weeks, like more, maybe like five weeks almost. Yeah. So that, you know, it's been hard not to see like your key people, even as yeah. like, an introverted homebody. And so especially when we literally worked in the same exact office right next to each other, nine hours a day. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's been great that we, it's not like, like, we always like to keep ahead of our recording schedule in case one of us gets sick or something. But we have been recording ahead, like just full transparency, because we had to keep some sort of structure, like, even if it wasn't podcast related, just something to keep our brains focused that we could fixate on. So we didn't just like, yeah, zombify I don't have a better word but literally just like zombify because I have been struggling with like not having a routine my sleep schedule is getting getting messed up it's been hard not to like slip into some like depressive tendencies like I've struggled with depression before and I've said it over the past years like I haven't really struggled with depression but it's hard to not feel it creep back in when you don't have a routine so the podcast and keeping that schedule going and ramping it up just because we haven't been working normal hours has been helpful so no, I agree. I haven't had any depressive problems, thankfully. That's good. Uh, my significant other has, but I haven't. And a big part of that is I have been keeping myself so goddamn busy. 
Like the only thing I want to do anyway is watch horror and talk about it. So I'm basically doing that. Yeah. And then I'm helping my mother out with one of her businesses. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing like with you, you know, helping your mom with business, all my mom is doing is telling me how much she missed me and we were supposed to see each other. And then because of this, we didn't get to. So, yeah. Well, like it, and it's been hard. I've still been seeing my therapist and stuff, and that's been helpful. And there are some things that have gotten better that I thought were going to get worse because I've had time to think about the issues, which sometimes that backfires, but for me, it actually didn't. So that was cool. Good. Um, I box dyed my hair black. Probably wasn't like <laughs> the best decision, but I don't How know. Does it look? Um, it looks, I like it. I like it, but I know that when eventually our office is going to start like a slow open soon. And I know that like when I start seeing people again, they're going to be like, Oh, you had a breakdown. <laughs> like, no, I'm just slowly becoming who I actually am. I don't give a fuck, but you know. Yeah. So that's been us. Uh, we hope you have been doing well. Uh, we've been doing check-ins with our Patreon or on our Patreon page, and you know they not to like talk about them, but just in our tiny little world there, they a lot of them seem to be working from home and doing well and just that little pool of test subjects, you know, seem to be yeah. doing okay. So I hope that that's a reflection of how most of you are doing. Yep. Hanging in there. But, you know, hopefully you've been watching a lot of horror and listening to a lot of podcasts. So yeah, especially ours, our numbers have been going up. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank that's you. Great. Yeah. That was cool to see. Um, I'm waiting for the drop when people go back to work, but you know. <laughs> right, when you're busy again. Keep streaming, you know, we appreciate that very much. Keep downloading uh, Audible. That's super helpful. Um, I know that we put it on all of our Monday episodes and it might get kind of annoying, but it's our one and only sponsor right now. So it uh, really helps. <laughs> yeah. So bear with us. At least it's right in the beginning. And if you need to, you can skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, you can grab right past it. But if you haven't, you know, download that because especially when uh, we went from working 40 hours a week to like... <laughs> A laughable amount. <laughs> that might be what, uh, you know, is the only, it, you know, but hopefully our office is starting to do a soft open again. We're non-essential healthcare. So, you know, we had to shut it down completely for a while. So that's where we're at. I know that that was not probably what you're here for, but that's what you're getting. So, but you guys though, I feel like the day goes by so fast. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it for sure does. I haven't really had any slow days at all. Like I get it some days, but like, especially because I've been watching a lot of movies, obviously, because we've been doing mm -hmm. a lot of recording. I like watch a couple movies and I'm like, oh my God, it's four. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes that's hard too, because you know what, like the feeling you get when you're like in bed or on the couch watching TV all day and then you're like, oh, I have no energy because I haven't moved. And so that's yeah. kind of been hard. So I've had to find the balance of like, movement versus being stationary all day so but i've had i got some like at home exercise equipment like we got a stationary bike and some stuff like that so that's kind of cut that up yeah so i'm trying to come out of this not you know unhealthier not in a weight way if you gain weight during quarantine that's just bound to happen you're not moving as much and it's easy to snap mm -hmm. like, don't don't beat yourself up. I'm just going to say this. If you were not productive, if you did not pick up any new skills or hobbies, if you did nothing during quarantine, that's okay. It's okay. Give your right. some grace. Like this was an unprecedented time and it was kind of traumatic for everybody not knowing what was going on. Like give yourself a break. But I just know that I have a lot of tendencies to backslide. So it was, I had to be very diligent in that. So uh, I'm trying to come out of this a little bit healthier than I went into it. So not Good. physically, but you know, so it's been, it's been rough, but not as rough as some other people had it. You know, Brad still is working from home and it's not like we both just got totally laid off and we're in a sh really terrible financial situation. And we hope that that, if that is you, you're doing okay. I know the government is helping a little bit, but uh I could say some things that I won't say about that. But instead, we'll talk about the movie. The government did some real shitty things here, too. So, <laughs> coming in real hot with the crazies from 2010. This has a 71% critic score and a 56% audience score, which is 
interesting to me. This whole movie is kind of interesting to me. At first, I was real into it. And then the longer it went on, the more I was like, all right, I don't know about you. But I guess we'll get there. So actually, I was the opposite. I was so pissed off in the beginning of this movie. And then I got into it. At the oh, end. okay. I think it was just like, <sighs> the same thing kept happening. Like the same scenes kept happening in different places. And I just got tired. Yeah. I, really I was like, okay, we're getting attacked again. But that's just kind of all zombie movies or like virusy movies. And I think yeah. that that's just, it's one of those genres where I've talked about before. I never feel like watching them. And then when I watch them, I usually have a good time. So I just yeah. what it is, I guess. So we come in real hot. It's a very small town. I think in the beginning, there's some like military aerial surveillance footage. You there kind of are 1,206 people. Oh, you wrote it down. I was like, I was like, like 1,200 people or something. I just remember that. When I, I mean, I grew up in a pretty small town. I think you did too. How much, I mean, you grew up like right outside of a really big town, but your town was pretty small too. It was. Mine was honestly probably about that size. Yeah. And mine, I think when I was a kid, probably had about 5,000 people. Now it has like way more than that. Yeah. Dude, I'm so actually interested because the town that I grew up in, I guess we're just going to get real personal in this episode. When I started living in this town when I was a kid, it had like 5,000 people. And every time I go back, it is so big and the infrastructure just does not handle it. Oh, yeah. So now it has like 15,000 people. And it's the same size as it was. And I'm like, how how are you dealing with all this? And they're not. There's just constant traffic. But I was going to say they're not. They're just taking the money and pocketing it. Right. And they're building like all of these things, but they're not, it's not like they can build another highway. It's the same two lane highway that cuts through the town. And it's the same, there's like some farm, we call them like FM farm to market roads, you know, yeah. it's the same fucking roads. Like a few have been built. Like there's a bridge here that wasn't there last time I was there and a few things, but it's the same fucking highway systems. I mean, they'll regret it in a few years when that town is 60,000 people. Oh, they already regret it. Let me tell you, I fucking... Exactly exit one time i exited to go see my mom and she's like three miles down the road and i sat on the exit ramp for 45 minutes in the goddamn city like i'm like she's right there she's right there <laughs> i just want to go right there for you i can walk out and go get her was that? i was like brad i'm gonna leave we've been in the car for 12 13 14 yeah. hours i just am gonna i'll meet you there in a little bit <laughs> so, had two pugs in the car it was terrible but anyways this is like real small town in Iowa, very farmy, you know, lots of land. You know, I guess if you're going to have a zombie outbreak, though, they're not like traditional zombies. I just, that's the word I'm going to use. Yeah, it's purposes. basically the same thing. Yeah. At least everybody's real spaced out, but this doesn't exactly go like a normal zombie movie does because the military mobilizes pretty immediately in this film. Yeah. But... There's a baseball game and the whole town is there. It's kind of like I'm from Texas and it's kind of like Friday Night Lights, like football games. Everybody in the town was in that stadium, kind of like here at a baseball game. Everybody's here, but we come in hot with the town drunk named Rory and he's just walking on in with a shotgun. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> and he pulls the, the sheriff and the deputy go out and there are two of our main characters. They run out there. Rory pulls up a shotgun. They shoot Rory dead. Everybody knows who everybody's dating in this town, obviously. So just shooting poor old Rory, that's pretty That's pretty intense, just in front of the whole town. Yeah, in front of a kid's baseball game. Yeah. How traumatizing, first of all. Yeah. Poor kids. <laughs> so this sickness is starting. So we have our, our sheriff and our deputy. So another one of our main characters is... The sheriff's wife, she's the town doctor. And another one of our first scenes is she is practicing and a woman brings her husband in and the sickness is starting. And these people are just really out of it, I guess you could say. They're repeating things, not making sense at when it first starts. They're just kind of like staring into a void. They're just acting it's like yeah. happening where they keep repeating random shit yeah. yeah she's he says like like his vitals are all good and she's talking to him and he's just like she worries too much and she's like talking and he's like she worries too much and she's like so he should go into town on monday and get a ct scan <laughs> <laughs> but 
they don't make it to Monday, like the family, because he fucking goes crazy that night, comes at his son with a knife. The mom and son lock themselves in a closet. He takes some gasoline, burns them alive, burns the house down. When the sheriff and what? wait, yeah. wait, yeah. wait, yeah, because I got to be mad. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, he locks them in this closet. It is a like house from the early 1900s. It's that type of farm style house. Uh huh. Uh-huh. If it gets hot because there's a fucking fire, also if somebody with a knife locks you the fuck in the closet, she like shakes the handle a little bit. That's it. I, are you once again kick something? Kick the fucking door open. You're just gonna sit there and hold your son while you two burn alive. I mean, like, what I would have done personally is, like, tried to take one of those wire hangers and pick the lock. It is a closet fucking door. It is not the be-all end-all. Figure something out. Exactly. It was the be-all end-all. I was so fucking mad. <laughs> you- so mad. Kick the fucking door in. No, I was wondering, because you texted me and you were like, I'm so mad. I was wondering what you were mad yeah, about. It was that scene. I was literally screaming at the television. You're she's, like, a, she's a fucking dumb bitch. Kick the fucking door in. Try something. You're like, you just got your kid killed. For what? Literally. Literally. For what? Uh, for what? For none. For nothing. I hate her. I hate her. Well, now our kids are crispy. Ooh. <laughs> a crispy critter. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I keep referring, one of our friends' houses is caught on fire, and I keep referring to her house as a crispy critter, and I just got into the habit of calling something on fire a crispy critter. Let's see what you've done. <sighs> That's offensive. <laughs> oh, well. Moving on. So the sheriff and his wife show up and she's like, hang on in this, you know, screaming at him. And he's just like whistling like a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like a crazy person. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, like the title. <laughs> <laughs> nice connection. <laughs> well, the sheriff is like really smart, but he's like so smart that he's probably not that smart. You know what I'm saying? Like he is written smart. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has a great writer. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's that smart. I'm not trying to discount his character, but like, I mean, you know, he's really smart because immediately, like immediately he figures out that there's been a plane crash because they find a body of a parachuter. And then there's like, Oh my God, there's a huge plane underneath us. And then he's like, Oh my God this plane is feeding into our water supply and it hit all of the houses of all these sick people first. And we have to turn off the water supply, but the mayor's like, no, we're not going to turn off the water supply because this is a farming community and you're going to put all these people out of business. He's like the mayor from Jaws. Yeah. You know, but the mayor, like he doesn't listen to the mayor and he turns off the water supply. Anyways, the military comes in anyways and starts rounding up the town to quarantine them very quickly. And, they check everybody's temperature and then we get like our first little moment of oh my god no our main characters <laughs> because they separate our sheriff and the doctor because we find out that she's pregnant and that's why she's running a fever oh no i'm oh, no. i'm talking about this movie like it's stupid it's not stupid it's just like you said it's just like conveniently written it really is like how does he know that that plane is literally directly under them I mean, oh. he's like, oh, it looks like there's something there. But that plane is so massive that, like, when yeah. you look down, you might not be able to see it, especially in those murky waters. Like, exactly. Like, it's a really cool shot from above. Yes, it was. And, and now, I will say, I have not seen the original. So, agreed, have not. So, we are reviewing the remake because that was the one that was recommended to review. And when this came out in 2010, like, I saw it because I was watching horror at that time, you know, so like it came out in theaters and on when it came out to rent, like I got it. So that's why I've seen it before. But so I'm not shitting on George A. Romero if that's something he did. I'm just, you know, that would make sense a little bit more. But obviously it's hard for me to believe like in that realm that it followed this kind of 
convenient storyline, but maybe it did. Somebody's going to I'm going to get an email and be like, you stupid bitches, you should have looked we'll up watch it. it. We'll watch it. We'll yeah. watch it, I promise. We'll come around to it. We'll yeah. get there. It'll happen. We've already done a lot of Jordi Romero stuff. Like, we're, we'll get down the line. Exactly. Calm down. Calm down over there in your car. <laughs> or however you're listening to this. I recommend the bathtub, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> and so we're like, oh, God, no, they separated them. And he's like, I got to go get her. And this other dude's like, why, why would you do that? It's a stupid mission. And this dude's honestly right. You know, he's yeah. like, you're trying to fight an entire military of like that don't want you in there of these automatic weapons. Their whole mission is to keep you out of there. And he's like, if you don't ask me why I have to go back for my wife, I won't ask you. He doesn't sound like this. But <laughs> why you can't or won't go back for years. And I was like, I mean, I get it. But if he, maybe he has kids. Maybe he just needs to, you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But so he decides to go back for his kids. His kids. Okay. He decides to go back for his wife because, I mean, especially if she's pregnant, I get it. Like, I, you know, what kind of life are you going to be able to live with yourself if you didn't go back to get her? At least if you die, you don't have to live with yourself. You tried. You know? <laughs> so at least there's that. But this dude, there's a shot of somebody driving through the fence here. And I immediately was like, well, of course the quarantine didn't work. It never does, ever. You yep. never go to the quarantine area. Pinky chain link fences that aren't even rooted, like position like concreted into the ground they're just like set up there like honestly if all of the people decided that they wanted to like push them over they could it, it yeah. didn't really take a truck to drive through them luckily y'all have like scary automatic weapons so if the people tried to you could just mow them down but i'm just saying if enough people wanted to push them over they probably could yeah but whatever but it never works how many movies have we seen where the quarantines don't work this is why we watch horror, so that we know we don't go to the quarantine areas. All right, you guys? All y'all out there? If you can get away from a quarantine area, get away from the quarantine area. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be left to your own devices, and you'll probably die anyways. But I would much rather die out in an open field being chased by a few zombies than, like, in a quarantine area that's already scary and chaotic, and there's going to be a bunch of zombies anyways eventually. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather be like running in an open field somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I'm not even um, sure. Well, never mind, I take it back. What? I was gonna say I'm not sure why they even put these people in quarantine because eventually they bomb the whole place. That's the ending. Well, and eventually also you see that there's like a truckload of people that they just fucking shot anyways, and they make a point yeah. to say like they were just gonna kill them anyways. So then why did they keep them all? Why not go? from house to house and just start taking them out seems easier to take out a family of four than 30 people or why bother separating the fever from the non-fever and just bomb the whole place anyways exactly it's very confusing and i don't like that for drama. Like it's dumb exactly it's for dramatic effect and i don't think that's i don't like that yeah or maybe it just got out of hand I'm just giving the movie the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were going to try to save the non-diseased people. And then they realized that it had a longer incubation period than they thought. Yeah. Like, eventually we find out it's like 48 hours. But maybe it's like, oh, well, this person got exposed at this point because it didn't get yeah. them at this point. And so everybody's incubated like 48 hours is a little bit further apart. And they're like, fuck it. Everybody dies. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe they were, maybe they were going to separate them and then figure it out but when all the people escaped from the chain link fence maybe that's when they were like okay we're burning the place down yeah like if they had just stayed where we told them to yeah <gasps> it's a political piece it's a con oh george a. romero was like listen to your government or die <laughs> oh my god actually i don't know what george a. romero was saying because i didn't watch the original so anyways <laughs> moving on so She's in with all these sick people in this room or she's strapped into a stretcher. Now, since shit has gone awry, nobody's paying attention to these people that they just strapped into these stretchers. Now, I see why they did it, because if they got up and decided to go crazy, at least they couldn't get up, you know, mm -hmm. but now they're defenseless. Mm -hmm. And this dude 
with a pitchfork comes in. And if somebody's making a little too much noise, he's just driving a pitchfork through him. Yep. Which is really fucked up. I like quiet too. Shut the fuck. There's like this one person <laughs> praying and he's like, oh, you're going first. I can't. You gotta shut. I can't handle you. You. Can't, you can't do that. No, no, no. And the doctor, so in the beginning we saw that she had a office worker, an administrative assistant, a front desk receptionist, whatever she was. She's probably, I don't know if she was still in high school or a senior. She was really young. But she obviously cares a lot about her because she's also one of those people that is strapped in and she's about to get pitchforked. And the pregnant doctor is like, no, hey, over here. And I was like, what was your plan? I know. Her plan was the convenient one of her husband comes in and shoots him before she dies. I know, but immediately immediately she's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Exactly. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? He was going to be like, oh, you you want to die. Got it. Her husband saves the day. Comes in with the boom, boom, boom with the gun. which, you know, I appreciate the nobility of saving the young one. And, you know, like you care about her, you want her to die. But you are pregnant. You, not that I, mm, I probably shouldn't say that. In my opinion. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Doesn't matter. I'm saying, like, you obviously don't want to die. But, yeah. you know, I, I I don't know. Like, sure, save save her. But, you know. Okay, moving on. So her husband comes in and saves the day anyway, so it doesn't matter what my opinions are. We're going to get a one-star review. Fucking A. (laughs) This is the episode that just ruined everything. Okay. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not saying anything, actually. I'm not saying anything. I'm just... We're not talking... We're not saying nothing. Now we have four people together. Right, so we have... Yeah, so we have the sheriff and his deputy, who also got out. He broke out of the fence area. Right, right. And then we have Becca, who's the young one that we just saved and almost sacrificed ourselves for. And we have our... Husband and wife, Mm -hmm. who's the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And the doctor. So you have two smart people leading it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I think her name is Judy. Or Julie. Judy or Julie. Pretty sure it's Judy. But they have to get back to some sort of safe zone. Their goal is to get back to the doctor and sheriff's house because they just want to, like, stock up on supplies. And, you know, they're in pajamas, like, clearly not travel clothes, right? So they have to make it back. So on their way there, we find out some things, some interesting things. So, one, there are crazy people hunting people. Yeah, the town is just messed up now. Yeah, they're, like... It's literally like the most dangerous game. Yeah. But they're like, and they're like piling bodies in the back of their pickup truck. That's, there's like three of three men. I think it's three of them that are literally for sport hunting people. They were like the hunters before all of this went down. And now they're just carrying into their virus up crazy lives hunting people. And they also... Poor Becca. They run through her boyfriend Scotty's farm, and they add, they're going to add Scotty and his mom to their for lot pack basically. Yeah. And they're in the barn, and Scotty's mom is in the house. And while Scotty's mom is in the house, the military comes by, and they get her, and she runs out, and she's hysterical, but not like a crazy kind of hysterical. She's just scared and they shoot her and Scotty comes running out of the barn because uh, he doesn't want them to fucking shoot his mom and he's upset and they shoot him and they torch the bodies. There you go. You want to know what would happen to me in an apocalypse? Right there. That's how I would die. Running at the military? There's no fucking way you're taking out a loved one of mine. I'm fucking coming after you. Shoot me in the face. I don't care. You just going down? Yep. I'm too brave for my own good, even when I don't have, like, objects to protect like myself. I would still do it. You're just going to be like, hey! Yeah, exactly. fucking assholes! Exactly! And then I'd be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Be like, oh, I'm about to die. And then you get mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least you went out fighting for somebody you loved. Exactly. So there's that. 
So poor Becca just saw Scotty get killed. I mean, even if you look through this, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, even if you live through something like this, I've said this in Exorcist movies, I've said this in Apocalypse movies, I've said this in like ghost movies, the trauma that you're going to have to deal with, especially like in this one, you know, with like ghosts and exorcism movies, that's one thing. But this is like war trauma. Like people in real life deal with this. You know, you yeah. just saw so many people get shot in front of yeah. you. Well, oh even back to the fucking baseball game, the principal, we meet him for a little bit, even talks about how the kids will get over it. They're resilient. They're, they'll get over this. They fucking mm-hmm. saw some dude shot dead in their baseball field while they were playing who came at them with a shotgun. It's going to take a while before they just get over it. And side note, I did, we're talking about principals and kids and seeing people get shot. You know how long it takes kids if they ever get over like so 420 was the anniversary of columbine and it's been over 20 years and those kids will still come out and talk about how they still struggle with it right that and that's real trauma i'm just saying like i know this is a movie i'm aware but i'm just saying like just imagine like this is basically a war zone so having to live through that and deal with the trauma doesn't even have to be that to cause trauma can't you if you get or you didn't get in an accident but you almost did that's gonna stick with you basically your whole life yep yep so you know like i'm a, <laughs> i'm a pussy of a mom of the mindset like do you want to live through it do you really want no. like i think in the moment your survival instincts kick in yeah. but at some point like because even she gets to the point at some point of the movie where she's like is it worth it is it really like they're gonna kill us? Like, do you should we just like roll over and die? And she comes to the point where she's like, No, I would have been like, Yes, we should hang out in this diner until we die. Agreed. That would be my hunker down point. Like, there's food and water here for a little while until we just decide like somebody's gonna come kill us or we're gonna get bombed or whatever. That's well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't know it at this point, but it's guns or they drop a nuke on these people. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, that's a big bomb. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking up on Wikipedia, like, what kind of bomb. It just says, like, big bomb. And I was like, oh, that's a, like, with how bright it is, like, you can just assume, like, oh, they fucking nuke that place. Right. Like, it's a little. That's how big it is. Yeah. It's bright. They even do their action shot of, we're going to outrun it. No. Fucking dumb. That would never fucking happen. Oh, my God. And then, you're welcome. You survived the whole thing. And now you get to die of radiation. Cool. Cancer. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. So we get back to the house and there's this scene where, okay, I, this is stupid. Now, granted, never been pregnant, not something in my plans, but she's like a month pregnant or something, like two months pregnant. Like she's really early. Because he even says, like, she's had a fever for a month. She's pregnant. They had a full-blown nursery ready to go. And Mm -hmm. that seems real early to me, to have a full-blown nursery ready to go. But just my... I was like, okay, well, that seems very convenient for this whole scene, but whatever. I promise you, I jump ahead on everything. That will be me. Okay, all right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's cool, do you? It'll just see. I'll be one of those people where like it'll take me so long to decide on something, so it'll be like a rush. Okay. Hey, I'm due next week. I should probably do this. I mean, yeah, the kid will be here, and I'll be like, Whoa, I don't know what to do. Because you procrastinate. I just have trouble making decisions. <laughs> That's why my kid. I don't like if I ever have a kid. Like it's not like I said. I was like on the fence for a while, but now Brad and I are like, eh, probably not. But. Like, <laughs> If I ever have a kid, I was like, oh, my God, there are so many cute themes. I was like, oh, my God. So I love marine life. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm going to do, like, an under the sea kind of theme. Not like The Little Mermaid, but, like, you know, actual marine life. I was like, but I love fantasy, like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and, like, Star Wars. And I was like, oh, I'll combine all of those. So it's going to be, like, an underwater Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, Jedi. Like, it's just going to be everything. So I don't know. Cool. Yeah. If you If you do. Yeah. They're going to have, like, one wall be one thing, or I just won't know. I don't even know if they'll have a name by the time they're born, you know? It's one of those things. Anyways, but 
she goes into this nursery to get all like she's like this was gonna be your room which is really sad you know and that's one thing too like she was like this is our house this was our home and he's like it will be and she's like no it fucking won't that they're gonna nuke all this is gonna she doesn't say that but like this is gonna be over this is never gonna be our town again all of the people we know are dead she's right yeah she's right it's fine it'll be fine and he's like it's not gonna be fine (laughs) she's right and stop like that's one thing i never want someone to like tell me it's going to be fine when everyone collectively knows it's not going to be fine. Right. Like if you think it truly might be fine, you can tell me that. But if we all know it's not going to be fine, don't give me that shit. I don't need that false sense of like, it's fine. Just calm down. Fuck off. I don't need that. But she goes into this nursery and the there are two people there and they're the people that were mad at the sheriff for shooting Rory in the beginning, his wife and his son, which like I get being upset about it. But your husband and your dad, your dad literally walked onto a high school baseball game with a loaded shotgun. Yeah, but now they're crazy. So it's affecting them more. I know, but she slapped him even when she was normal. And, like, I get it. You're upset. But I was like, okay, dude. But, like, he walked onto a fucking baseball field at a high school fucking baseball game with a loaded shotgun. You can't be that mad. But they are crazies, and so they are coming after them. Ties up his wife. He comes in. There's an altercation. They stab his hand to the floor. Like, the knife goes through it. That's got to be one of the, like, worst pains, I would imagine. Yeah, but how badass when he pulls it up through his hand. Dude, that's pure adrenaline. You want to save your wife and child? You're like, fuck this! That's the only thing that gets him through that shit. Yeah, dude. He pulls that fucking knife out of the floorboards, stabs her in the neck with it still in his hand. And at this point, I was like, well, if you didn't have the virus exactly you have it now but that never comes back i know i'm so mad she's a doctor and she's like okay well there it's fine you don't have the virus they're worried because so russ actually shoots the sun from the outside window and he started to act real like angry and she's like oh russ is sick and i was like your husband just swapped blood with an infected person and you're not like oh yeah. you're sick that's like rule 101 in zombie movies. Yeah. You know, like she's mentioned they came in contact with a soldier and he was like, it's airborne now. But you're not worried about blood on blood transfer. Exactly. Aren't virus like blood to blood? Like they tell you not to sneeze around people with like airborne <laughs> viruses, much less swap blood with them. But whatever. That literally never comes up again. Not one. Yeah. He does not get sick from that. Like, okay whatever i guess we're just gonna ignore that because we want these two main characters to live and that was convenient but and badass but whatever well i mean now to the end of the film isn't even 24 hours let alone the 48 that it incubates so true it's just like they're so worried about rust they're not even like oh you might get sick we should watch you at all never even talk about it Totally agree. But they get in this car and they're driving and this helicopter spots them. So they decide to go into this car wash. Now, there were a few scenes that I remembered from this film. The pitchfork scenes, obviously one of them because I have the DVD and that's the scene on the cover. <laughs> and the I remembered her being a doctor. I remembered their house. I remembered, you know, some scenes here, but I remembered the car wash scene specifically. And so when I went to the car wash, I was like, uh-oh. Like, you know shit's going to happen, but I mm-hmm. had all these things are moving, you know, so you can't quite pin down the person that's attacking you. And the ultimate death here is that there is a cord that hangs and kills Becca. Well, somebody wraps it around her neck, yeah. yanks her out of the back of the car. Yeah. It's real sad. Real fast. Yeah. I mean, you know. She didn't even know it was really coming. Like, she was scared because somebody was, like, following her, but she didn't know that specifically. Yeah, you don't even see her grab at the thing around her neck or anything. It's pretty fast. Just yanks her out and I assume breaks her neck. That's what I was about to say. I bet it broke her neck and she was just done. Yeah. So, basically, all she did was, (gasps) and then it was over. So, eh. I would, in this scenario, with all of the possibilities, I'd probably take that. Agreed. Shoot me in the head or snap my neck like that. Yep. That's fine. I'll take that over the radiation at the end. Yeah, I'm good with that. 
And their car gets bombed as they're dealing with Becca, so dodge that bullet. Now, that being said, if they were in the car, even though it's on fire, they probably would have died from the initial impact of the bomb, so I probably would have taken that, too. Yeah. So, either way on that one. But, Russ is slowly, well, actually pretty rapidly at this point. It's been slow up to this point, but he's slipping into madness. (laughs) And we see a car, they're walking down the road, and they see a big black car coming, and it looks pretty official. Our sheriff, he says, I'm going to take this car. He wants to, like, commandeer it, basically. So he puts up his gun. But Russ here has stopped all critical thinking. Yeah. And he throws out, he finds his truck on the side of the road, I think. It's his, actually. Yeah. yeah. And he throws out his spikes, his spike strip. Yeah, which is actually what took his car out. That's how they stopped him. Yeah. He flips the car. And so Russ just starts ruining everything at this point. And the man inside of it is an official. Like he's military or government. And he says that it is a engineered type of rhabdo. And that was on the plane that crashed that got into their water supply. So it was a biological weapon and he was like, well, obviously it got the wrong type of people. So rhabdo is the breakdown of damaged skeletal muscle. The muscle breakdown causes the release of myoglobin in the bloodstream and myoglobin is the protein that stores oxygen in your muscles. And if you have too much of that in your blood, it can cause kidney damage. It's really rare, but it needs emergency care and apparently is pretty painful, but it basically just affects your kidneys and your muscle breakdown. So that's rhabdo, but they uh, engineered it to make people <laughs> homicidal, I guess. Which, that just seems really, like, inconvenient. You know? Like, if you were going to send that off to, like, a specific population to kill themselves off, wouldn't you just, like, drop anthrax on them or something? Just kill them. Well, it's supposed to destabilize. So, I mean, people rioting in the streets and just random. I mean, look at the town. It's on fire. Yeah. Deep stabilization. That's true. I mean, maybe to. Sh- oh, that's true, I guess. I was just like, if you don't want to kill people, just kill people. But I guess if you want people to appear a certain way. I mean, that's how all of that stuff happens every time, or oftentimes when you hear about these civil wars in these third world countries, it's other countries that are fucking with them. That's true. We're the worst. No, I, just us, no yeah. I know. I just mean like in this situation, like specifically yeah. movie. Like that's true. I guess if you wanted a country to appear like they were savages, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. You want to do some shit in the background. You want to steal their oil. You want to do things like that. You destabilize the government like this. You cause riots. Mm, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Russ kills this guy, even though he wasn't done questioning him because again he's fucking losing his shit and then there's a confrontation with russ where they're basically like you are fucking losing it and he's like i'm gonna take your gun from you for a little while russ like you've been carrying it for a while and he's like oh no you're not and he basically holds them hostage for a little while and there's a confrontation where they take russ's guns and russ finally realizes that he's really sick and they have this sweet moment of you remember when i caught those catfish last year you know that's kind of this final moment of clarity and he's like can i walk with you guys for a little while longer before you have to kill me basically which is so sad it is sad yeah because the whole time they've been like you know obviously it's the sheriff and the deputy their best friend their partner like their partners they keep they've been keeping this town safe together for years so it is really sad it's not the most emotional thing in a horror movie i've ever seen but it is still like it it, you know it tugs at you you're like damn it (laughs) fuck she was right he was sick and then they stumble upon this military blockade and russ's last act was to distract them and sacrifice himself for the good of his friends so they could basically make it pass without getting noticed and they could go on to the next big city which is cedar rapids iowa mm-hmm. and it's really sad when he goes because he basically is like fuck you guys for doing what you've done yeah. and so they keep going and 
they make it to this really big truck stop that has a diner attached to it. And when they make it there, this is when she realizes that the rest of the people from the town that were not sick just got exterminated here. Like she finds all of these shells on the ground from these automatic weapons. And she realizes it doesn't matter if we would have gotten out with the healthy people because they just fucking shot all of them anyways. Right. And that's why we were talking about like, well, maybe it didn't matter. Like when the, the blockade came to, or the quarantine site came down, maybe they were just like, fuck it. Or maybe they had no intentions of keeping these people alive. I don't know. You just never know. But this is in the diner when she's like, it doesn't matter. And none of this matters. And so they decide that they will try to keep going. And there is a, a big 18 wheeler truck here with a trailer detached that they're going to try to get out in. But we run into the, the set of people hunters here. Really quick. Yeah. Before we find the people hunters there it's still just the couples the husband and wife and he leaves to go with the truck and all of a sudden she's just wandering through she wants a bottle of water she's checking on stuff okay why do people in horror movies get so comfortable after horrific stuff so fast in random places you have no idea if anybody is actually in that station why are you not looking behind you looking around you all the time i wouldn't separate from my husband exactly like I I totally agree with you. I think I would have let down a little bit, not as much as she does though, but she's like looking around. I think I would have not let my back to anything. That's like, you know how Zombieland has its rules? I think rule yeah. number one should be never leave your back to anything, you know, if, if at all possible. And that's when, you know, of course th these hunters come in. And Can you not feel like at you? Yeah exactly you know and i understand you've been running on high adrenaline and high stress and your body does need to recuperate a little bit but good lord woman exactly pay attention yeah which you know minus this part where i feel like she's being dumb by not looking around i actually kind of like the doctor she thinks on her feet though yeah she's my favorite character yeah i like that she's compassionate but she's not stupid exactly yeah so they both actually have run-ins with these hunters, obviously. He has his, she has hers. They meet back up at the truck. He actually comes to get her at this truck and she shoots one and he's underneath the truck with one of them. Kind of stupid though, because he sets somebody on fire underneath a truck that has gasoline in it. Probably wasn't the best idea, but you know, I guess whatever works. <laughs> yeah. The truck didn't explode. So I guess it wasn't that stupid, but you know, and then they are driving away and they, one of these dead bodies that they encountered had a radio that was picking up the military and there's a countdown and so they know something is about to happen and they assume it's going to be a bomb and they're right. And they're right. just a quick little side note here. If I thought that a bomb was about to get dropped anywhere in my vicinity and I was in a giant 18 wheeler, I would fucking put my seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Because the they do get it does get bombed, and the wave of it, whatever that is called, I'm sorry, I don't know, but you all know what I'm talking about. Flips the truck over, and somehow they both survive. Yep. Which is good, I guess. But they get thrown around like ragdolls. There's like no reason that they should have survived that, but they do. And as they're walking to Cedar Rapids, there's surveillance footage that hones in on Cedar Rapids that says uh, initiate contamination protocol. So there's, they just survived all that for no fucking reason. Right. Ta -da. Ta -da. You just watched a whole movie that didn't matter. How do you feel? Right, exactly. Because they're going, they're walking into exactly what they just left. And this fucking town has like 152,000 people or something because it said population like it's a big you know it's Cedar Rapids Iowa it's a big city yeah the only trivia I have is each quote-unquote crazy their makeup took three hours wow I mean they didn't have like you know in a normal zombie film they have like a shit ton of extras they didn't have all of that they had very specific placements for them but they you know did have quite a few so that's insane I wonder how many makeup artists they had. I know, right? 
usually hours for each one yeah that's a lot yeah you know this film is all right it's not like one of my favorites but after a little while you know you got to every scene where like okay they're going into this place and they're gonna get attacked and they're gonna go into this place and they're gonna get attacked and they're gonna go into this place and they're gonna get attacked and they're gonna go into this place and they're gonna get attacked and i was like they're going to go to this place. They're going to get attacked. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay. Like, and I know that that's like the action sequences of these types of movies. It was just like, by the time they got to the diner, I was like, and I think it was because I was like, you are not paying attention to your surroundings. This could be avoided if you really wanted to avoid it, <laughs> you know? So exactly. that was like my, really my only comment. It's not, I liked that it differentiates itself in the fact that it's not just like zombies are trying to eat your flesh. They're really just trying to kill you because they are crazy. Hence the crazies, you know, the title. So I like that it's different in that way because you see a different perspective of a different way that a virus could take root in somebody's brain and just make them homicidal. So, right. you know, in that root is different, but What's your grade then? Mm, I've been giving a lot of threes, middle of the roads lately. I probably a three. Yeah, agree. Almost a two for me. I actually kind of didn't like this movie, but I think that it is a fair movie. Like, there's nothing terrible about it. So I mean, I like the cast. Like, you know, it had some good people in it, and I enjoyed their portrayals none of them were bad it wasn't like painful watching any of these people in these movies timothy oliphant was our sheriff and so you know that was cool he got to do some stuff you know so yeah i i don't know i I just there's not really much to say like it it just is what it is it's yeah i'm interested to see the original now so agreed i'm really interested to see the original maybe we'll do that soon you know, maybe. I mean, it's not on our list this year, but we could, you know, maybe, maybe next year when we've got some more things to do. So pretty middle of the road, but uh, I'm glad we got to do it. And we've got some more little pics. If you saw our Instagram polls, you probably know what's coming up. And uh, if you want to get in on the request action, you can join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. There are only two tiers, the $1 tier and the $5 tier. And uh, either one of those, we will talk to you about your movie picks. So either way, hit that up. If you'd like to join, we appreciate our patrons. Thank you for giving us these picks and allowing us to post on Instagram for the masses to pull on. We appreciate you. Yep. Hope you guys are doing good, staying sane in the uh, coronavirus pandemic and even though the restrictions are lifting please still be very careful just throwing that out there yeah exactly until next time stay creepy